Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. I'm not Colin. I'm Joe. And Tuesday night, the 75th season of the NBA kicked off with the Bucks winning 127-104 over a quote-unquote healthy Brooklyn Nets team. Something that a lot of people doubted was possible, especially in the playoffs last year. This was ring night for the Milwaukee Bucks. Their championship ring has 360 diamonds on the top to represent the total wins since ownership purchased the team. The 16 emerald-shaped diamonds on the left side represent the 16 playoff wins during the 21 NBA playoffs, and the 16 emerald-shaped diamonds on the right side of the ring represent the 16 division titles in the team's history. In total, there are approximately 4.14 carats of emeralds, representing the 414 Milwaukee area code. The 50 round stones on the inner bezel stand for the 50 years since the team's last championship win and the 50 Chick-fil-A nuggets Giannis bought after dropping 50 in the clinching game 6. There are two trophies on the inside shank to represent the two franchise championships and Pfizer Forum's architecture is also features on the side of the ring. The NBA Larry O'Brien trophy on the face of the ring is made up of a signature batch of 65.3% purity yellow gold to represent the season winning percentage. Even the carat weight of the stones has meaning. Approximately three carats of the stones on the shank represent three conference championships in Bucks history. The approximately 0.53 carats on the world champion's wording on the ring represents the total years the Bucks have been in existence. The ring even has a removable top that reveals a QR code that when scanned plays a video highlighting memorial moments from the season and the championship run. The focal point of those highlights is none other than Giannis Antetokounmpo, a two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, NBA Finals MVP, and NBA Champion, who ascended into rare air being mentioned in the same breath as Elvin Hayes, Jerry Lucas, and Willis Reed as he was named to the NBA 75th anniversary team. Posting a stat line of 32 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 blocks, and most importantly, 7 for 9 from the free throw line with a new 5 second free throw routine, Giannis has picked up right where he left off from the NBA Finals and has a realistic chance to take home a third MVP this year. I've seen a lot of people saying that the Bucks bench is worse than it was last year and I really don't see how. Pat Connaughton is still locked in, and Bobby Portis re-signed on a team-friendly deal. They brought back George Hill, who's exponentially better than Jeff Teague, and got wing depth in Rodney Hood. Jordan Noir will be picking up those Bryn Forbes minutes, and he won't be relying on needing wide-open jumpers to put up points. Not to mention he blocked both KD and Harden, so he's clearly a plus on defense. Grayson Allen is going to start in place of Dante DiVincenzo, similar to how P.J. Tucker did in the playoffs last year. I know PJ was integral in the Bucks series over the Nets for slowing down KD, but he was a zero on offense, so I'm sure Grayson's career 38% from three will pay off. So honestly, does losing PJ Tucker and Bryn Forbes really make our bench that much worse? As far as the Brooklyn Nets goes, KD is still the greatest scoring forward of all time, and James Harden is still the second best scoring guard of all time, only behind Michael Jordan. By my standards, the Brooklyn Nets team was 100% healthy last night. I don't consider Kyrie Irving a member of this team, and right now, neither do the Nets. The conglomerate of Paul Millsap, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Blake Griffin would be enticing in 2014, but right now doesn't really bring enough to the table to help the Nets, especially when James Harden plays best with a big man that's more of a lob threat like Nick Claxton. 
Patty Mills, who was the best free agent signing of the offseason, was 7 for 7 from 3, and is going to put in a lot of time as a second ball handler behind Harden. I'd say this team is missing a wing, but Katie and Harden are going to put up MVP seasons with or without Kyrie, so you can pretty much mark them down as an Eastern Conference finalist. Game 2 of the night gave us a Western Conference plan rematch as Golden State Warriors went into Staples Center and beat the LA Big 3, 121-114 to in comeback fashion. Steph Curry had his first triple-double since 2016, and while leading the league in scoring last year, is still in his prime and an MVP candidate. The Warriors haven't been healthy since the 2019 Finals, with Klay Thompson expected to return in January, and Draymond Green still one of the most versatile defenders in the league, the construction of this team has got big 2014-15 Warriors vibes. The same team that won the NBA title before KD took his talents to the Bay. In year 19, 36-year-old LeBron James, donning the number 6 in purple and gold and bringing back the headband, put up a 34-5-5 in 2012 Miami Heat fashion, throwing down dunks, drilling step-back threes, and making weak side blocks, the man can still take over a game. The team looked nothing like we've seen in the preseason, and watching this made me realize how similar this 2021 Lakers team is to that 2012 Miami Heat team. Well, kinda. I mean, AD is an overqualified Chris Bosh, and Russell Westbrook is basically D-Wade, just without the mid-range jumper, any off-ball activity, and overall defense. Outside of Westbrook's 0-4, the rest of the team shot 15 for 38 from 3. But I mean, they really don't have anyone like Ray Allen. So yeah, never mind, the team really isn't anything like the 2012 Heat. But if LeBron is digging into that phone of youth and eating the avocado ice cream like Brady, it doesn't really have to be. They proved it in 2020 that LeBron and AD are good enough to win the title, and throwing Westbrook in the mix can't hurt too much. I mean, I, I don't think so, at least. With all that being said, these two games, in my opinion, were previews of what we're going to see in the 2021 Conference Finals. 11 of the last 13 MVP awards, 8 of the last 10 Finals MVP awards, yes, including Andre Iguodala's, are all owned by players across these four teams. Milwaukee Bucks, Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals, Los Angeles Lakers, Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Give me a Bucks Warriors finals and the Milwaukee Bucks repeating as 2022 NBA champions. Now let's chop it up. Everything I love when it's hot. Welcome to episode 15 of the Firestarters Podcast. It is Thursday, October 21st of 2021. It is 7.31 p.m. Joe, that was very well said, and that kind of bridges us between our NFL season and the beginning of our NBA season, as we have been an NFL kind of fantasy football podcast since our inception, because there hasn't been very much NBA to talk about since the beginning of when we started our podcast. Now we are entering the NBA season, and so we have some bridge content for you. What's up, Joe? 
We got the Brownies playing the Broncos, and this game's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Right now, Ernest Johnson has scored a touchdown for the Browns. Uh, for some reason, Odell's playing in this game. Couldn't tell you why. God bless his soul that he doesn't get touched. Yeah, I hope not. I hope his shoulder stays safe. But, uh... Since the football sucks today, let's talk. Let's talk some let's basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we we hinted at it, you know, last week. Gave the Lamar and the Giannis comparison. You know, just both MVPs, both guys that have that got put into stereotypes. So what kind of players they are? Lamar is he's just a running quarterback, and all Giannis does is run and dunk but last few years and especially this year for Lamar they've been breaking out of that mold and uh becoming truly some all-time greats yep so kicking things off you know with all-time greats we got Tom Brady and I think his only comparison to an NBA player has got to be LeBron James I went with Grayson Allen (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, this one's easy. This one's easy. Easiest one. The greatest active player in the league for both. I mean, Tom Brady, six rings. LeBron, like thirty-five finals appearances. This this one's not too difficult. Some something going on with my Wi-Fi. What's going on here? It was good. And then all of a sudden, something <clears throat> happened right before you started recording, and then it went to shit. See if that helps. All right. But we can start there in the NFC South. Uh, I have Matt Ryan up next. A washed quarterback who formerly was MVP, made an NFL Super Bowl. I have Carmelo Anthony. Me too! Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, one, once considered an elite player, you know, he can still show you a little something from here to there, but his best days are definitely behind him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, look at that. Taking on, on the same wavelength. I like that. Uh, if you can't tell, we didn't show each other our list beforehand. <laughs> so all of these will be surprises to each other. Uh, Sam Darnold, I, I refuse to find a comp for. Uh, if you have one, you can let me know, though. Yeah, I went with Josh Jackson. Mm, okay. Uh, both some both high draft picks uh, that got sent into awful situations. Darnold to the Jets. Uh, Josh Jackson went to the Suns, and they couldn't amount to any wins for those teams. And they really needed a change of scenery. And this year, Darnold... With the Panthers, he's looking like he's making some positive progress as a quarterback. And uh, last year, Josh Jackson with the Detroit Pistons really started to catch a groove. He was like starting at either shooting guard or small forward for him. He was putting up some 20-point games here and there. And I think that he'll be a key piece to Detroit's future. Yeah, I, I totally respect that comp. And, I mean both not that good in their first year and so change of pay change of scenery hopefully it helps josh jackson as much as it helped 
Sam Darnold, but Sam Darnold has a lot of talent around him in Carolina, while Josh Jackson has Cade Cunningham and Jeremy Grant, and that's about it. And I, I wouldn't want to be playing with Jeremy Grant. <laughs> no, me either. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. And then last but not least, Jameis Winston. Uh, I don't, I don't got one. I couldn't think of the perfect guy for this, like a guy that was, like, an elite scorer, but then led the league in turnovers. I got the guy for you. Go ahead, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I guess there has you all go. the tools. And just just makes a lot of mistakes. <laughs> that's that's where I'm going here. I mean, Jameis, this this was really relevant about two years ago when Jameis was putting up those 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. It's exactly like a Russell Westbrook stat line. Get the triple-double, but also have 15 turnovers <laughs> and take an awful last shot that breaks off the backboard. <laughs> As I was just talking through that, <laughs> it clicked. I was like, oh. Yep. So... I I'm, I kind of kind of set it up a little bit for you, you know. I, I have I have another quarterback in the NFC South, Taysom Hill. If you want to hear it, <laughs> go go ahead. It's both of our favorite NBA player, Shane Battier. No, it's it's Ben Simmons. Oh God! Everybody thinks he's a point guard, <laughs> but he's not, and he's not really good at doing much outside of one thing. <laughs> at least, but at least Taysom Hill wants to play football with Ben, ben Simmons. You don't, you, don't, you don't really know if he wants to hoop or not right now. It's true. All right. Should we move on to the NFC North? Let's do it. I, I thought this one was also pretty easy. You know, if, if Tom Brady's LeBron James, then Aaron Rodgers is Kevin Durant. Yep. Easy as that. Most skilled at the position. They're virtually unstoppable when they're locked in. Weird personalities off the court. Yeah. Yeah. And they've had some missed opportunities in the playoffs. Uh, But yeah, so they're the most talented player at the position or, you know, in their league, but they are not the most accomplished. Yeah. And then hopefully Aaron Rodgers can go somewhere because obviously he doesn't want to be in Green Bay so maybe he'll go somewhere like Kevin Durant did with the Warriors and win a couple Super Bowls Pittsburgh Steelers there you go I would love it could you imagine could (laughs) you imagine that would be (laughs) dirty Mike Tomlin Rogers Mm. Najee Harris Deontay Johnson the TJ Watt on the other side Minka I'd be all in Man, that'd be, a nice, be, that'd be a nice team. I would I would remain an Aaron Rodgers fan. Absolutely. That's for sure. Wherever he goes, I'm I'm getting a jersey. I don't care. Alright, where where should we go next? I got Kirk Cousins listed next. Alright. As Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. So both both solid. Can yeah. get it done. Uh Malcolm Brogdon started out in Milwaukee. We showed some flashes, did some things where it was like, oh, okay, this guy can mm-hmm. play. Kirk Cousins, same thing in Washington. Yep. And then Brogdon goes to show off what he has in Indiana, and he thrives. Kirk Cousins does his thing in Minnesota, and he thrives. 
both have their limitations. So this this is what I got. Kirk Cousins and Malcolm Brogdon. All right. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, I went with Mike Conley, who's, you know, similar. Um, Two guys that, you know, look a lot better if the pieces around them are really good. You know, Kirk's got all those weapons in Minnesota from Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. You know, and then now Mike Conley being in Utah, he can utilize Gobert. He's got Donovan Mitchell. I mean, they got good good pieces around him. And these are two guys that can put up some really good stats against bad teams. Yep. Kirk Cousins, you know, he loves doing that. And But they're two guys that you really don't want to rely on them yep. to win a game. You want to rely exactly. on the guys around them. And they've both been known to be no-shows in some big games. Yeah, I like it's, that. That's a, that's like, a great comp. You, know, you could Kirk's, argue Malcolm Brogdon is just a young version of Mike Conley. It, it's it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. A little, little taller, probably better three-point shooter than Conley. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're on the same page with that one. Uh, and then we can move on to Justin Fields. I got Jalen Green as my rookie-to-rookie rookie. comp. So, taken, taken much lower than he should have been taken. Jalen Green and Justin Fields, uh, both immensely talented, uh, have everything to get it done. Both in an interesting situation. Fields with the Bears, obviously, tough place to be a quarterback. Jalen Green in Houston, which has zero identity right now, and just just both kind of really really talented, and kind of had the keys to the city. I went the same route, but I went with the other Jalen. I went with Jalen Suggs, because mm, okay. who fell even lower yes. than Jalen Green. Uh, both these guys have the game changer ability, and like you said, Suggs too is kind of in a weird situation. That Magic team has a lot of guards, but he's he's like undoubtedly gonna be that starter, just like Justin Fields should be. But you know, Matt Nagy had to commit to. The boy Andy Dalton, who uh, uh, who I got. Game, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna go into Andy Dalton. Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, Jalen Green. If you asked him, I think he fell further than Jalen sucks. <laughs> I, I think Jalen Green thinks he was taken with the twenty fifth pick. <laughs> I, I picked Jalen Green for somebody else. <laughs> anyway, we'll get, Andy Dalton. Go ahead, Andy Dalton. Joe Ingles. Mm. It's a quality. That's a quality player. I like it. Not someone you really want as your starter, but he can get the job on, job done. You know, but he's, he's just better as a backup. Hey, I got Bojan Bogdanovich, so we're we're kind of in the same same. <laughs> Look <realm>. at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, same thing. I mean, yeah. it's just a guy who can get it done, but not somebody that you want to force touches to. Not, not your first option, that's for sure. It, it, exactly. Someone you'd want Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green you know, playing <laughs> over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, and then the last guy in the north, good, good old Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is even a more overqualified selection. Uh, I went with Andrew Wiggins. Oh, yeah. 
a little overqualified. I, both number one picks. They're both not alphas in any respect. Um, and if the opportunity arose, you would replace them at any chance if a better player came available. And, and sometimes, well, not so much with Goff because he's the quarterback, but sometimes you kind of just forget they're on that team. Yeah. You know? Yep. And then you're not really sure if they enjoy playing the sport they play. That's <laughs> like, fair. Like, does Andrew Wiggins even like hooping? It doesn't seem like it. Just, it's just, they're, I don't remember who said it, but they're like, he's the dude that'll go to the park, and if he sees guys, you know, running full, he'll just turn around and go home because <laughs> he's not, not trying to join the game. He's like, ah, oh, I was just trying to shoot around. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, that, I got I Marvin Bagley Just a high yeah. pick That has not Come to fruition Somebody that just I don't know if he's bad Or <laughs> if the injuries have hampered him Or oh, what it pretty, is but the, Yeah <laughs> the, the Kings have been trying to Get rid of him Kind of, kind of. <laughs> But at the same time they're not But they'd rather just bench him and Jared Goff got shipped away as soon as they could get a quality package for him. So Marvin Bagley will probably be included in some blockbuster deal that they make at some point. And so Jared Goff, Marvin Bagley can join the Bust Anonymous Club. That's fair. <laughs> I like that. I I had Bagley slotted in for someone else at one point, and I was like, that's too bad <laughs> for, for that guy. So, I I had to switch it out. All right, well, well, speaking of, you know, the Lions and, you know, Goff being traded for Stafford, might as well just go to the West. And Stafford, I got Carl Anthony Towns. Mm, okay. Just an incredibly talented player, extremely underrated. Unfortunately for Towns, he's still stuck in Minnesota, and they're still going to suck. Yep. But, you know, Stafford was with the Lions for all those years, was never really mentioned as one of the best players at their position. Uh, they never truly really got the recognition because they've been on such sorry-ass teams. And, you know, if you put that guy on a good team, it just might be what puts him over the top. And you're, we're seeing that right now with Stafford, you know, putting the Rams, you know, up there as an upper echelon. So, like, if Towns got shipped to a team like the Warriors or something like that. Right. You know, that just, you know. Yeah. Business is booming from that point on. So, I have a guy that was in a bad situation. Uh, he was kind of talked about with the upper echelon of his position. And Can then I... he got shipped to a good team. Oh. oh. And then won a championship with LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Davis. Yep. Also, always kind of banged up like Matthew Stafford is. <laughs> yep. But at least uh, Stafford plays. It's true. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Like, I, don't I mean, the 82 game seasons. They're, they're, <laughs> you can take a game or two off or 30. So, Matt Stafford, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's a great comp. If they win the Super Bowl, it's a perfect comp. I had, I had AD. He was one of my other ones. He was. Uh -huh. And then I also thought Booker. Was another mm. guy. I thought. I like. I like know. that too. Except Booker, you know, the good guys came to him in Phoenix. That's true. <laughs> and that's a boost. You know. 
All right, what's next? Where you uh, I got I got Kyler Murray next. All right. Um, I have him him comped with another with a young player in the NBA, somebody that's kind of changing the geometry of the league, like Kyler is. Mm-hmm. Trey Young. Okay. Trey Young, it's like he's got the deep shot, like Kyler has has the deep ball. He's got the like floater, draw foul mid game. Kind of comps to Kyler's running ability. And then he's finally starting to win, and Kyler's starting to win. So I I feel like it kind of rounds out as a pretty solid comparison there. I I put Trey Young for someone else, just more based on how their career was going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not so much the actual – Yeah, I mean, these dudes are tiny. (laughs) It's it's true. They they are both small too. Um, but I, I still went the same route. I went with LaMelo Ball mm. for Kyler. Uh, they're yeah. both offensive rookie of the years. I mean, LaMelo was just the rookie of the year. You know, they're, they're top yep. picks. You know, LaMelo went three. Kyler was one. And they're just extremely fun to watch. You're going to like my LaMelo pick. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> but, yeah, some of, some of the plays they make is just like, damn, he really yeah. did that, you know. Yep. Uh, but I think both these players need to make the playoffs and do something in the playoffs still to make some noise. And that's why I couldn't put Trey Young as with Kyler. That's why I put Trey Young with somebody that's else. That's fair. That's so, fair. But, I mean, if Kyler does it this year, then yeah. I mean, you're yeah. looking at that's right there and them being 6-0 right now. Pretty good chance to do so. I like it. And then Russell Wilson is, is next on my list. I have him Damian Lillard. Same. Nice. So, you want you want to lay out the case? Uh the elite, but not quite an MVP. You know, they they themselves can't get their team over the hump to become title contenders. They need a little more help from the guys around them and and they're very loyal to their cities. But they're not opposed to being traded, you know. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to happen. So, Yep. And then it's every year, why is this guy not in the MVP conversation? <laughs> yep. And then at the end of the year, you look at it, and it's like, oh, maybe maybe it, it makes sense why they're not in the MVP yeah. conversation. Because other guys are just having better seasons. <laughs> they They have consistently good seasons, but... Not one season has ever just like blown the top off, you know. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is up oh, next for me. I got a Geno Smith. Oh goodness, I didn't do Geno Smith. <laughs> Directly correlates. Uh, okay. Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I like it. Both they were both given a chance in New York, and and they sucked. True. And uh, now they're backups. To Russell Wilson and Damian Lillard. Geno Geno Smith, obviously backing up Wilson. And Dennis Smith Jr. is now on the Portland Trailblazers, in case you didn't know. That's really good. I didn't know know that. You should have, could have saved that for who he played for. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we can do it. I I just did the Sporkle quizzes, so I'm I'm locked in. I'm locked into the rosters. But uh, Garoppolo, I have Yusuf Nurkic. Now, Yusuf Nurkic flashed behind Nikola Jokic. Yep. And so, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. flashed behind Tom Brady. 
And then he comes and is the starter, and he's just never healthy. Mm-hmm. There's never a time where you're like, oh, great, Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> I can rely on him to play 82 games. Yep. Because that's why they drafted Trey Lance, and that's why the Blazers just got Larry Nance Jr. Yes. And so also Jimmy Garoppolo, Yusuf Nurkic. I had another point that just escaped my brain. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll come back you can I, go ahead all right i like it i i went that same route of a guy that's always hurt and i went with gordon hayward mm. they're just always hurt yep it's a decent starter when he plays can fill the role but they're never going to be the focal point of your team i mean gordon hayward was back when he was with the jazz those teams really didn't make a lot of noise you know Goes to Boston, breaks his ankle first play, you know, 15 seconds into the year. Broke his hand last year. He's just constantly getting hurt now. And when he does play, yeah, he's good quality player, but not going to be the go-to guy on that team. I like it. And then for Trey Lance, I have Scotty Barnes. So this is a, a rookie-to-rookie comp. I have a guy that can kind of do a little bit of everything but still has a lot to prove in terms of what can you actually do for a professional basketball team. So Scotty Barnes he is one of the more versatile players coming out in this draft. And then Trey Lance obviously has the rushing ability and is raw in the passing department. Scotty Barnes, great defender, great rebounder, good passer, and has little raw in the shooting department. So I feel like this is pretty solid. Yeah, makes sense, makes sense. I went with a less qualified guy than Scotty Barnes. I went with Josh Primo, mm, yep. extremely young and extremely raw. Yep. So that, that, like was, that. that was just the – that was it. It was it was Barnes or Kaminga for me, and Kuminga. it was like same same premise. Mm-hmm. All right, and last for the NFC is the NFC East. Uh, first, I have Dak Prescott, and my comp was Paul George. Mm, okay, both suffered the horrific lower leg injuries, uh, but they're coming back and. Both are kind of, you know, Dax, like, pushing that MVP, you know, boundary. Just like Paul George, when he was on OKC, was kind of being considered an MVP. They're not quite there, but they do have their moments. Uh, Paul George finally proved that he can perform in the playoffs last year. Dak really still hasn't had that moment yet. But during the regular season, these guys are elite players, you know, and they're really good on their team. But they're usually not quite the best player on their team right now. You know, Paul George's got Kawhi, you know, and then Dak's got all this talent around him with CD, Mark Cooper, and Zeke. So up there, not quite an MVP, but still on the brink and still could get it done. I like that. I I like yours a little more than I like mine because I went James Harden. I said, who who's getting gaudy stats on bad teams? I mean, who's leading their team with gaudy stats, yeah. basically? And I was kind of looking around, and I'm like, James Harden feels good, but Dak Prescott doesn't have like the hardware that James Harden has acquired. Yeah. But 
I feel like Dak Prescott in his career will get to a place where James Harden is. He's had some – so this, this is, I guess, is a little bit of a projection for Dak. And now Dak has this loaded team that he's on, as yeah. does James Harden. And we'll see if he can get it done in the playoffs with a loaded team, as we will with James Harden, as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, if if Dak stayed healthy last year, you know, he could have led the league in passing yards. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, I I can see it. I can see it. Good, good comp. Good comp. Harden a little overqualified right now, but yeah, yeah never know. Dak could get there. Never know. Uh, Next, I mean, I have. You want to go with Daniel Jones? I didn't have a Daniel Jones. I don't have a Daniel Jones either. Perfect. Look at that. He sucks. <laughs> We're good. It's true. I think if of he Brandon. To be a, we can do Cam Newton. I think of Brandon Knight, but I don't think he's in the league anymore. Uh, sure, we'll go with Brandon Knight. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, this game is extremely ugly. John Johnson yep. just picked off Teddy Bridgewater. Browns oh, are up no. ten nothing. Anyways, Jalen Hurts. I got Zach Levine. Okay. The epitome of good stats, bad team guy. Yeah. You know, Zach now has some good pieces around him. We'll see what he can do, you know, with good pieces around him. But both guys haven't been proven to really elevate the players around him. Jalen Hurts, it's kind of like himself. Like, he ain't making Devontae Smith better. Sure ain't making Miles Sanders any better. And he's trying to do everything himself, putting up, you know, multiple rushing touchdowns, still throwing for 300 yards in games. They're really not winning any games. And that's the same as Zach Levine's career has been with the Chicago Bulls. Have basically no playoff experience between the two. And uh, Yeah. You know, I, I got the same vein of a guy that puts up stats on a bad team. And doesn't help anybody else. And I have Anthony Edwards. Oh, oh damn. So, crazy athletes. Pretty what? one-dimensional. Uh, on a bad team. <laughs> Just kind of do what's good for them. And whatever else comes after that. I like Anthony Edwards, though. <laughs> Me too. That's a funny, Me he's too. a funny dude. <laughs> yeah. He's... Uh, Jalen Hurts is like super serious and like dialed in as a quarterback. He yeah. like sits on and says all the right things. And Anthony Edwards is like, man, I could be in the an MLB. I could pitch 104 if I wanted to. <laughs> Great for the game. Great for the game. Yep. We need we need more nationally televised Timberwolves. Oh, love it. Oh, and then the last team, the disgraceful Washington football team. Led by Ryan Fitzpatrick, who unfortunately is hurt right now. I have Robin Lopez. Ooh, okay. A journeyman. Never a long-term solution at the position. Um, they're, they're just here to fill that position until a younger, better player comes along. And then they start ahead of him. Like, Lopez was starting for the Magic. Then they trade for Wendell Card Jr. And then Wendell Card Jr. started just like Fitzpatrick, you know, playing for the Dolphins. But you know they drafted to a yep, did the whole swap. So, so I have Jeff Green here. 
<laughs> he was so one funny. of my candidates. <laughs> yeah. Just a guy that's just still playing. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he had some expectations, but not so much anymore. And it's like, oh, hey, Jeff Green's Jeff on Green. that team. <laughs> so, Another so who yeah. you play for candidate. I have no idea. I, I'll, okay. You know? Denver Nuggets. Oh, no. You, I was going to oh, guess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. Uh, right. my, I ha- my other one was Ish Smith. <laughs> Just, it's, it's all the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Guy's been on, like, 12 teams. <laughs> exactly. To the league, so. And then I have I have Taylor Heineke. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy Lin, <laughs> who I don't know if is, is in the league anymore. I don't think he is, but that's good. That's but good. I'll, <laughs> Heineke's last, like, four games last year are the equivalent to Lin Sanity. Because it's like, oh my god, where did this guy come from? And then he just lights the league on fire, almost beats Tom Brady in a wild card game, and then he just fizzles out and is nothing anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a fantastic one. Uh, you were wrong. <laughs> you, you were wrong when you said you had a good Taylor Heideke. Well, that wraps up the NFC. It sure does. So where do you want to start in the AFC? Uh, whatever you got listed first. I have the AFC North first, but it sounds like you have a little bit more organized of a list. I, I have the AFC North. All right. right. There too. Well, we'll start with our teaser, Lamar Jackson and Giannis. I mean, like we said last week and like you said at the beginning, both typecast into a single role. Both broke out of that role. Both have won MVP. And hopefully Lamar can kind of – uh, ascend like Giannis did. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I mean, the Ravens, that team could run the tables. They yeah. got approved in the playoffs just like Giannis had to last year. Exactly. And, you know, if some things fall the right way, the Baltimore Ravens could end up in the Super Bowl. It's true. The, the AFC is, is pretty wide open with the Chiefs struggling how they are. Yeah, and then, you know, the Ravens just dogging the Chargers now so I yeah, cannot believe know. they're having Odell Beckham run routes over the middle of the field and get hit I can't believe it that's why he's on my bench yeah that's exactly. why I started Amon Ross St. Brown oh man over Odell all right but we can move on to to Joe Burrow well we're talking about the Browns might as well go with the Browns oh, true Baker Mayfield go ahead uh Fred Van Vliet mm, okay this one I struggled a with a person. lot. I had like five different guys. And I was like, that guy's too overqualified. That guy would that that'd just be rude if I went with that guy. And so I kind of met in the middle with Fred Van Vliet. You know, they're good players. Uh, they're not world beaters by any means. You're not scared of this guy, you know, beating you. You're more scared of the weapons around them beating yep. you when you run into them. And you just you're not gonna expect them to win you the close game. Like Van Vliet's hit some big shots, but it's not like five seconds to go. Yeah, he's the one shooting the game winner, trying to put the dagger type of thing. I respect that. Uh, well, I have somebody that you don't want the ball in their hands too much. You don't want them taking your last shot. You don't want them having the ball with the game on the line. Benson's? But it's a nice guy to have on the team. 
Somebody, somebody that makes a positive difference, but doesn't like shoot you up too much. I have Marcus Smart. Just simple as that. It's like, yeah, he's pretty good. Good defender. Yeah, not not great at everything, but good enough at everything to like get solid minutes. And Baker's just good enough at everything to be a starting quarterback. Yeah. But you definitely want a lot of good pieces around him. <laughs> same with Marcus Smart. <laughs> That's very true. That boy Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown. 40, 40 burger. Yeah, that 42. OT. Career OT high. I like that. That's kind of disappointing because he had 20 in the first. But yeah. It is what it is. And it went to overtime. Didn't they lose too? Didn't yep. the next and win? they were gassed. Man. They were like my car the day before payday. Hey, Tibbs was like, hey. <laughs> Should have been playing your starters 30 minutes in preseason like I was. <laughs> the boys would have been ready. Yeah, D. Rose playing 42 minutes in the in the preseason like <laughs> like he ain't in his 15th year. Oh, Tibbs. Okay. Uh, do you have a case, Keaton? I do. Oh, Trevor Ariza. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, bench player. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he's a starter. And yep. Trevor Ariza, I think, has played for 15 teams. <laughs> Case Keenum has also played for a lot of teams. I like that. I don't have one for Case Keenum, but I like that. Uh, Joe Burrow. I have John Morant. So just uh, explosive playmaker. I mean, Joe Burrow, not the same kind of explosiveness that John Morant has, but in the passing game, Joe Burrow is explosive. Uh, they Incredible passers where they just mm-hmm. find ways to get their teammates the ball. Uh, they both have a little bit of swagger in their game. I mean, guys that you trust with your franchise. That's that's basically what I got. I went with the guy drafted before Ja, mm-hmm. in Zion Williamson. I uh, thought about that. They're thought to be the future face of their respective leagues. Both suffered, you know, significant injuries to start their careers off you know Burrow blowing out the knee Zion basically hasn't been healthy yet yeah. since he started but you're still seeing the flashes of excellence when they've been you know on the field and on the court and like if these guys can stay healthy they are undoubtedly going to be elite or even better you know Joe Burrow's in shape at least it's true Zion that boy damn near don't got a neck. <laughs> he looked more like Booger McFarlane than he does Every a basketball day. player. Every day looking more and more like Booger. He's going to be in the Monday Night Football booth before we know it. <laughs> it should be him for Halloween. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or right. vice then, versa. <laughs> <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even know. They probably got a Halloween game for New Orleans. Booger could just suit up. <laughs> <laughs> He could no, because because Zion might not even be playing yet, so he could just be wearing a suit on the bench. <laughs> I got a dude that wore the full warm up. <laughs> yeah. that was the Pelicans too, wasn't it? I think so. <laughs> oh man, I'm all in. <laughs> now what you got for Big Ben? Oh man, Kevin Love. Oh, I like that. I like that more than mine. They're like incredible. Back in their yep. heyday. Yep. Uh, injuries kind of derailed, you know, 
they, they, they both lost a step, and now it is just pretty rough to watch. And they both should probably retire before the career gets even uglier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have Serge Ibaka. Both really good in their heyday. Yeah. Went to a championship young. Uh, ben won his, Serge didn't. And then made one last run. Serge with the Raptors, Ben last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Serge won his one. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of evens them out. And then uh, both kind of trash now. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Serge got that bad back. Exactly. And Ben's got the bad hip. You <laughs> 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 got a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad Big Ben. Yep. All righty. I say we jump to the AFC West and go okay. with Patrick Mahomes. I'm assuming we'll be on the same wavelength with this one, and I that is so. Stephen Curry. Yep. Yeah. Incredibly skilled, extremely flashy, revolutionizing the game at their position. You know, Steph just changed what a point guard is. He changed what shooting is in the league. He changed um, the the NBA in general. Yeah. Just period. I mean, what Mahomes As did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the side, the just all the different ways he's thrown a football in the game is pretty incredible. Exactly. I'm expecting him to whip out the uh, uh, behind the back, you know. <laughs> if only this was a visual podcast, <laughs> so you could see that. You know, they do the little, the little backspin and, and fling that thing, kind of like CT. <laughs> CT was the king of it. He was the best at it. But yeah, they're both MVPs, yep. both champions, and they're loved by basically everybody. Easy as that. There was a, a little little Patrick Mahomes backlash, as there was Steph backlash for a little bit mm-hmm. while they were winning. And now we're back to feeling sorry for both of them because they're both on bad teams. And now Steph's on the come up, though. Hey. Yeah. That, that everybody's coming back. But hey. Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, we, we feel bad for because he's doing his darndest, <laughs> kind of like Steph was last year. Hey, Warriors are going to the finals. Yeah, you, you heard, heard it here first. You heard it here first. Done. All right. Next, I got Jay Herbo. I got. I got. This is a combo one. I got a combo one for this one. You got a combo one? Yeah. I have Lamelo Ball. Okay. Yeah. Just crazy what they can do with the ball. I mean, weren't that good before they got in the league? Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of looked at him like, is does does he have it? Like it. Lamelo, no defense, attitude issues, Herbert, accuracy issues, out of the pocket, it struggles a little bit. And then they get in the league, and it's just like, oh, this guy's good. <laughs> this guy can play. <laughs> yeah. Both won rookie of the year last year. I mean, I I, I like this a lot. Yeah. I, I went – I have an overqualified and then underqualified. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. With Lamelo, uh, I went with Luka Doncic mm. slash Michael Porter Jr. Okay, I can uh, see that. Uh, they're like like Luka Herbert. They're kind of now they're like primed for greatness. Just yep. after what we've seen, I mean, they're both natural talents. The second they played, granted, Luka was expected to be that. Herbert, you know, they give old time rod the. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then I was uh, Herbert. They're like, "Hey, 
you're starting in an hour. <laughs> Be ready. <laughs> and yep. he stepped on the field, and he's looked fantastic since. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're probably the best player in each of their drafts. Yep. And neither yep. of them were taken first, which is, you know. Yep, I like of. that. And then the Michael Porter Jr. side is kind of, you know, like you said, questions going into the draft. And, like, this is the year that both of them could be ascending. You know, MPJ with the opportunity with uh, Jamal Murray out to be that second fiddle to Jokic. And, like, you've seen some of the stuff. Just the way this guy can score the ball. Just like the way yeah. Herbert can lead an offense. I mean, if Michael Porter Jr.'s shooting is ridiculous. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And so if he just tightens a few things up, gets more invested on the defensive end, I mean, these guys are on similar trajectories, you know, from where they were coming into the league. Michael Porter Jr. just kind of started a little later, you know, being injured coming in. So Yeah. That was I, my thought I like process. That. I like that. Uh, Derek Carr I have next. I, I don't have, have comp. I have him comp to DeMar DeRozan. Where it's just like, yeah, this guy's good. Go. Yeah. He's underrated. Uh, he does a lot of things well. Does a few things not so well. He's just solid. I also have Chris Middleton listed there. Where it's just like another guy where it's like, yeah, he's good. That's. <laughs> he was one of the guys that kind of brushed through, but then it was kind of like... Uh, I like yeah. K. I like K. Yeah, me too. I, that's why I want to go tomorrow. I want to go tomorrow. At one point, I had Ricky Rubio slotted in, <laughs> and I was like, hey, "That's kind of that's kind of dirty." <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to do that. Derek Carr was in the MVP conversation at one point, so yep. I didn't want to. Yep. You know, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's never. That's why I like I like Demar. I like Demar because he was the best player on the the Raptors. Him and Kyle, Kyle Lowry. So, I, yeah, that's what yeah. I was feeling. It I was like, like an underrated, solid player. I like it. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves. I don't really have one for that one either. <laughs> I have I have Robert Covington for Teddy Two Gloves. Where it's just like been on multiple teams. <laughs> Everybody kind of likes him. But then when he starts, it's like, ah, you want a little more. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we brushed on it, you know, last week. We were saying, you know, Sean Livingston. Yep. <laughs> Same thing. Yep. But Sean Sean, Livingston. Sean's not in the league anymore, but, yeah. you know, horrible knee injuries that was questionable that they'd ever, you know, play sports again. And, you know, they came back. And, yeah, just, just not bad. Yep. Just not a bad player. Where to next? Uh, We can go AFC South. All righty. And I have a pretty another pretty easy one with Trevor Lawrence, Cade Cunningham. Yep. Yep. The de facto number one. Exactly. Most talented, assuming coming into the draft. Solid college resume. I mean, there's not a whole lot to this outside of that. Professional. The cool, calm. On a dog shit team. Hoping to revive a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> they both look promising. Both look promising. As long as the uh, coaching staffs, you know, can yes. be a little, you know. And the ownership and the management can help them out a little bit. Yep. Which I'm not 
<laughs> very confident in in either situation, unfortunately. That's fair. <laughs> Extremely fair. Uh, Carson Wentz. This is where I had Marcus Smart. Okay. Uh, See, this is where I had Gordon Hayward. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. injury prone. So this is I. I was on basically the same wavelength yep. that you were on. When who did you have Gordon Hayward for? I had Gordon Hayward for Jimmy G. Yeah. Basically, similar similar position where it's like this guy was looked at when Gordon Hayward was on the Jazz. It's like, oh yeah, he's really good, highly sought after. And then Gordon Hayward was still highly sought after when he became a free agent. <laughs> Wentz not so much, but Carson Wentz goes to a new team, kind of starts to revive himself because he's been playing good the last two weeks. Gordon Hayward played well on the Hornets when he played. Yep. And but they're always kind of both dinged up. Wentz with the double ankles, and <laughs> Gordon Hayward just kind of always has something. Yep. Yeah, I I went more focused on the the team is usually worse when this player is trying to do too much. Yep. <laughs> and yep. Marcus Smart is the poster child for that in the NBA. And Carson something Wentz. Something I didn't mention with Baker. Yeah. Also, don't want <laughs> yeah. him doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carson <laughs> Wentz refuses to just throw a ball away. Take the loss down and move on. You'd rather get the shit kicked out of him, get sacked, and then get hurt more. So, yep. Yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, Ryan Tannehill. I didn't have a, a solid one, so I'd like to hear yours. Uh, mine's not that good either. I went Julius Randle. Oh, me too. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> they were on teams with no future for years. They finally found a place with a good decent good foundation and now they're kind of popping off in the rolls maybe this is a good comp <laughs> it's gotta be <laughs> all right yeah i mean you hit the nail on the head that's exactly what i was thinking it's like yeah they they went to a new situation they thrived and couldn't do it in the playoffs <laughs> yeah julius randall needs his derrick henry <laughs> yes exactly he needs needs uh chris paul like it was kind of rumored for a little bit well, the Pelicans thought they were getting Chris Paul, too. <laughs> we, yeah, a lot they of got Tomas the Lakers thought they were getting Chris Paul. <laughs> and then oh. Tyrod Taylor. I, I have Tobias Harris here. I don't, I don't really know what to do with Tyrod Taylor. It's just kind of like a guy that it's like, oh, all right, sure. <laughs> Tobias Harris. He could, he could score, you know? He can get a bucket. Do you want him to? Nah, not really. But like, nobody's mad that Tobias Harris is on their team. Just like Tyrod, it's like, ah, do you want him to be doing a bunch of stuff for you? No. But like, if he is, it's like, ah, okay, I'll take it. I, I think I have the better guy for that same exact argument, and that's Reggie Jackson. Yes, that's nice. I like that. Um, you know, Tyrod started with the Bills. Reggie started with the Thunder. They had their chance to be starters in the league, but they really just couldn't take advantage of their opportunity. And now Tyrod was starting to show some things. He's looking kind of good for the Texans, you know, before he gets hurt. And Reggie Jackson was, like, the second-best player on the Clippers in the playoffs second. last year. <laughs> I mean, second best. I mean, before no, I Big Y got hurt, you know. Yeah, Red Jackson I'm was fantastic. Red Jackson looked great. 
I like that. I don't have one for Davis Mills. I went with Corey Kispert. Sure. You yeah. don't want them to start, but they're <laughs> one injury away from being a starter on their teams. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. I don't hate that. I like solid. Then we can move on to the AFC East. Uh, Josh Allen, I have Nikola Jokic. I I was thinking Jokic first, but this is where I went. I went Trey Young here for Josh Allen. Okay, yeah. But, so, but yeah, Jokic was my my initial thought. So I know yeah, exactly. I I think this this Josh Allen year is kind of what Jokic did last year. Yep. Where Jokic ascended and then won MVP. Josh Allen kind of ascending even more on MVP track. Uh, just kind of raises the team mm-hmm. to a new level and is just like multifaceted in every way possible. Kind of sneaky athletic because they're, they're both white, you know? <laughs> sneaky athletes. No. They both get it done. Hey, Jokic in- started throwing it down last year. In traffic, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. They both kind of transformed their game. Jokic was, like, not this when he came in. No. He was just kind of a big, what, Serbian? He's Serbian, right? Yep. Yeah, big Serbian guy that was super raw and then developed into this superstar player that – same same with Josh Allen. Came out of Wyoming. It's like accuracy concerns, super raw quarterback, and then developed into this all-star quarterback. Yeah, and Trey Young kind of was along that same line. You know, he had an extremely rough summer league coming in to his rookie year, and he had a lot of doubts. Josh Allen, kind of similar, uh, took over after Nathan Peterman, who was just a complete you know, bust and that Josh Allen really didn't look much better in his first few games. And it was kind of like, yikes, you know, what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden something clicked and these guys figured it out, making huge plays. And last year, Josh Allen made some huge plays in the playoffs, won a playoff game. Trey young won. Did they win two playoff series? No, they just beat the Knicks. Oh yeah. Yeah, the they're Hawks. in the East Conference Finals. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, Shout out to And now they got really high expectations. Yep. I like that. Uh, but we can move on to Tua, Tunga Vailoa. I have Markel Fultz. Me too. Yeah. I See, I, I thought about Jonathan Isaac here, and I was like, no, his teammate is Markel <laughs> Fultz. It's the perfect comp just because they both suffered an injury that derailed their draft stock. They came in as this high pedigree player, high overall or high overall pick, and then they both just kind of haven't met expectations yet. Both yeah. shown flashes at points, but most of the time it just doesn't look that great. We're we're not really sure if they're good or not. Yeah. You know. Yep. And you know, Markel the Sixers really weren't behind him, and you see he got traded to the Magic, and now you're hearing that Tua might be on the move. I mean, the Dolphins, Texans, Deshaun Watson talks are starting we to heat sh- up. We should probably talk about that after this because that's kind of big NFL news. Well, we could just we could just hit it right now while we're talking sure, about Tua. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess 
talks between the Dolphins and the Texans are starting to heat up and supposedly a deal could be done sometime, you know, within the next week. Uh, yeah. I guess rumors were out that it could be a three-team trade sending yeah. Tua to Washington, but those rumors have been proven false. So the thing is, it said there's no chance that Houston takes on Tua. So that's why there's a three-teamer that's being rumored. And so Tua is kind of in a limbo spot <laughs> because people were like, yeah, yeah, he's a three-teamer with Washington. It's like, does Washington really want to take the shot on Tua when he hasn't really proven anything and they just extended Taylor Heineke, who is at least like... In the system, like, you know. Yeah, and like... 85% of Tua so far. <laughs> like, do they want do they want another quarterback with hip problems? Right. And then Houston, apparently the Dolphins are so out on Tua that they're willing to trade for Deshaun, which has been kind of the location that's been most interested in them from the jump. Yeah. But now it seems like they're kind of pushing more aggressively. It says the the reports are saying that they want to get it done before the trade deadline, which is November 2nd. Yep. It is October 21st, so that would be pretty quick here. And so the the Texans play the Dolphins, not this week, but next week, <laughs> which is just really interesting subplot in all this. Just like, going to leave on the other team's buses. Yeah, right. He's just going to like dap up to him and be like, yeah, good good stuff, bro. <laughs> Can, that, like, that's going to be the, the – They're f- going to jersey swap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just go home on the other team's bus. That's going to be the one game that the Texans invite Deshaun to come to and they're just going to give him a number four Dolphins jersey and be like, hey, you're you're going that way. You're going on the team bus home with them. He'd be so Tua, happy. Tua's going to be standing there like Will Smith in the empty room. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Tua if this trade actually does happen. Because if, if Washington's not interested in doing a three-teamer, then is it Philly? Is it Denver? Like there's not a lot of teams. I just don't see be... either of those places as an upgrade. That's... Exactly. And you're exactly. not going to trade. You're not going to join this as a three team for two to be your backup. Like right. Pittsburgh's I mean, not going to come in and be like, I mean, it's clearly not, you know, Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. You know, right. we'll take on two as our backup. But this is a guy that yeah. needs to play now because you still have no clue what he is. Yeah, and like, out Atlanta. Atlanta's the, the team that I could see, like, taking him on as a backup. Yeah. And where it would make sense. Behind, yeah, he could sit behind Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan could go after this year. Tua could take over and kind of grow in this offense. But they, they aren't in a position to be giving away draft capital either. No. To get Tua and, like, supplement a three-team trade. It just – there's not a lot of teams that it makes sense for Tua to go to if the NFL is, like, out on Tua like it kind of seems like yeah. they are. Yeah, you can go sit next to Josh Rosen. Yeah. Isn't he Atlanta's backup? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. There you go. Hey, you look kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Rosen. Hey, who's your Josh Rosen? <laughs> he looks good in that number 18 jersey. Kinda. Yeah, Tua was the other guy that was kind of like floating around Marvin Bagley. Yeah. I also thought uh, Jerry Jackson Jr., but I thought that was like overqualified you know marvin Bagley yeah. is a little underqualified because yeah. tua tua's played better 
than Marvin Bagley's ever played. Right. So and yeah, we both land on Markel Fultz. I like yep. this. We're on the same page. So who do you have for Zach Wilson? I'm interested. That's who I went with with Jalen Green. Oh, okay. Both. Okay. It seemed pretty cocky. <laughs> you know, they're probably not really as good as that they think they are. And they're on absolute dog water teams that are going to be bad for who knows how long. <laughs> so I just thought there were more correlations, not to mention Jalen Green, Zach Wilson, both number two picks, you know. That's, that's solid. I have I have Franz Wagner. <laughs> They're just both like, is this guy going to be good in the league? And they're both on awful teams. <laughs> so that's where I went with that. And that leads us to Mac Jones as our yes. very last one. Uh, I went with Davion Mitchell. Okay. Uh, just based off these guys honestly have a chance to be the best player in the draft not likely but they got the tools to be okay. really good yeah uh i have jalen suggs so fell pretty far got taken by uh, all right teams that are in like a weird phase of their franchise <laughs> <laughs> you just said Franz Wagner was on an awful team. These boys are on the hey, same hey, team. Hey. I'm trying to trying to make the case for Mac Jones. Go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad. Uh, but it's more because they both went to a prestige NCAA school. Mac Jones in Alabama, Jalen Suggs in Georgetown. I'm blanking. No, Georgetown. <laughs> I know. Jalen Suggs. Where did he go? Uh, why do I want to say Fuck. Syracuse? No. No, no. Jalen I can picture him. I just can't think of the team name. Oh, the Zags. Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga. Who's yeah. who's good every year? Gonzaga. You know, yeah. they're in the national championship. You know who they lost to? Davion Mitchell and the Baylor Bears. <laughs> you know who else is in the national championship quite often? Alabama. Who Mac Jones played for? It's true. So I, they, they both went to this the powerhouse NCAA school. They both were picked kind of later. I mean, Mac Jones had hype around him going number three. Jalen Suggs also had hype around him going pretty high, and then they both kind of fell out of that, and then landed in interesting spots. I should say. There you go. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I like it. This went well. I, I agree. I like that we had some that we agreed on. Me too. And most of our guys were basically the same, same situation. Guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Just you could just throw them. Yeah. With whichever guy. Oh, All right. very cool. And, uh, I've heard that you have a heat check this week, uh, or uh, this this episode. Kind of gave mine in the intro. <laughs> That'll be my heat check. Fair enough. I honestly, but the Golden State Warriors. I will. I think yep. that team's gonna be great. I don't know okay. how it's not gonna be great. It is literally the 2014-15 team, based on the entire construction. I like it. I really like Jordan Poole. Yeah, the man shot 11 threes, and not just like wide open like these were 
Guy was going to the hole, dished it out, caught it, pump faked. Guy flew by, shoots a three. He is not hesitating. He's playing with incredible confidence. And when Clay Thompson comes back, oh, baby, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's no reason that this Warriors team shouldn't be a top four seed with the injuries to Jamal Murray, with the uh, questions around DeAndre Ayton and his contract situation. You know, Kawhi's out. The Lakers, who knows how long it's going to be before this team's going to, you know, put it together. 2019 finals, they lose because KD goes down, Klay Thompson goes down. Yep. 2020, weird year, bubble year. Steph Curry out for a majority of the year. So you know who was playing? Damian Lee, Jordan mm. Poole, Juan Toscano-Anderson. All these guys that are now their bench who have that continuity playing together. This unit has so much continuity as a whole. You got A. Wiggins slotted in that Harrison Barnes spot, who I would say that's an upgrade. And then you got Steph. Clay's coming back. You're going to have Jamon Green. And then who throw whoever at center. Whether well, when's James Wiseman coming back? No clue. But again, does it even matter? No. Who they got at doesn't. center? Especially Not if I want to go small ball and have Draymond play the five? No. Doesn't matter. This Warriors team is going to be good. Yeah. They're going to make a deep playoff run, and they're going to the NBA Finals. I like that. You know, just kind of doing the, the geometry of the league in my head, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> the Warriors. Dubs uh, Nation, baby. Dub Nation. I like that. Uh, my heat check is that Bajan Robinson is easily the best running back prospect since Saquon Barkley. I don't know how hot it is, but god damn, that guy can fucking play. He's <laughs> nice. That's, Texas games are must-see TV. I've never watched more college football in my life. It's like, oh, Saturday, ooh, Texas is playing. I'm going to watch this. And then Bajan Robinson is just making insane plays where – it, there looks like there's no yards to be gained, and then Bajan Robinson is shooting forward for like ten yards. Yeah, and he can he can stretch it sideline to sideline. He can punch it up the middle. He can catch passes, and so I Bijan is ridiculous. I'm already calculating <laughs> for that 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 2023 draft. Yeah, that one 2023 pick. 101 is going to be coveted. I am. See the thing is, about fantasy, you just never know. Like I thought, that's all, true. Thought all your picks were gonna be, you know, back end. <laughs> it's true, and now I'm one in five. It's... Oh man, God, yeah, that's it. why I traded him. God, I love Ooh. it. Ooh, Von Miller limping off. I hate to see that. Man, he he wanted to kill someone. Well, yeah, that's his job. He's a DN. <laughs> no, but he was like, hey, I don't care who playing quarterback. I'm gonna kill that man. <laughs> Well, I think that's I think what that's we have all. all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Firestarters podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod Firestarters. You can email us questions, concerns, compliments, anything that you have. Hate, hate mail is fine with me. Interaction, all the better. If you made it this far in the podcast, can't hate it too much. Uh, We appreciate the listen, and we will talk at you next time. Thank you.
Bye-bye.